podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Welcome to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hard <laughs> to no, it's not. Pod three oh four. Way behind time there. Pod three oh four. Um, we're going to start off with admin, of course. Please leave us a review. That sounded really moany, didn't it? Please leave us. That's even worse. Please leave us a review or a rating on iTunes. Five star, of course. Um, and subscribe to the podcast because it helps people find it and get us up the table and before we read out some reviews this week let's introduce our guests james endicott is back hello how are you i'm good you've been away in zadar i was in zadar which is uh, in croatia yes uh-huh. i was there for a whole week with my uh, with my wife jillian uh, who used to, whose surname used to be eagles before she married me yeah. Why true, didn't you take story. a name? <laughs> I, you know, this is a question I ask myself on a daily basis. I should have done. But as a consequence, my three children have all got Eagles as a middle name. Uh, but yes, yeah, so uh, we went to Zadar, which is the first, I was just explaining to you, uh, JD, the first holiday that we've had together without children for 24 years. Yeah. And uh, we got on, which okay. is good. I'm very good. I'm getting <laughs> a glimpse on. into my future. We as got well. on We got on quite well, so it's fine. <laughs> quite well. Quite good. well. It's, uh, no real arguments. Maybe, do you, should you have that or that? That was right, about okay. it, really. But it's fine. No, any, it's very, any, it's very argument, warm. any arguments about Palace? Uh, yes. Well, it was the the beginning of the week was very annoying because we were all set up to watch it in a bar on the Sunday. Of course, we kicked off on the Saturday the, against the Man City game. Uh, so uh, we were flying and then our flight got delayed coming back. So I missed the Arsenal game. We were mid-flight while the Arsenal Brilliant. was going. So, well, it's going to be a good pod. It's going to be a great um, pod, yeah. And also, returning to the podcast by popular demand, I should add, from our listeners, it's Chloe Petz. Oh, hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Popular good. demand, did yeah. just one person was One like, person, yeah. It was, it was James. It was me, but, yeah. Uh, we'll take it. <laughs> we, no, we had a really, really good, good reaction to you coming on the pod last time. Oh, that's it? very sweet. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Uh, what have you been away? Anything? What have you been up to? Can Haven't you top away. that? Um, no, I've just been doing lots of gigs and stuff. Um, oh, I was dog sitting a adorable little dog for the Which week. Which you were going to bring on the pod. Yeah, I was, but I, it didn't work out. And in some ways, I feel like um, I've probably had it much worse in terms of being a new parent than you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably a lot more poo. Um, are you ready for some reviews? Oh, yes. Dave de Benedictus, Ooh. what a name, uh, has uh, left one. It's titled, Like a Chicken Balty Pie, But For Your Ears. Comforting. Very good. Comforting. <laughs> Comforting, Warm. but slightly unnerving. 
<laughs> Might leave you with a funny tummy, possibly. Here's what I found this a few years ago, and I have to say, it's often the highlight of my week. As a Palace fan who no longer lives in South London, we get quite a lot of expat fans, um, I often don't get the chance to chat about Palace with my mates. This solves the problem totally. Properly funny, often insightful, and always a pleasure. Absolutely worth listening if you're a fan of football and a must-hear. If you love the red and blue, keep up the good work. Thank Excellent. you very Thank much, you very, much. very sweet. Thank you. Uh, and then Stuart Baldini... Ah, Stuart. ...has left us one saying, five-star FYP. Thanks, mate. Uh, great podcast. A lovely mix of emotional fan viewpoints mixed with the slightly more rational views of Adam Sells. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Nice. Nice one. I feel, I feel like you're just functioning as hype man for the podcast. <laughs> Before we get into the main body of it, you're just like, yeah, yeah, we're the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could be hype man. Jim Hype Man Daily. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't go around. No, I, I don't think it suits you. <laughs> okay. One of my career's hype man is quickly over. Um, we're going to shout out one of our patrons. Are you ready? Yep. Drum roll. <laughs> Sam Eaton. Way, Sam Eaton. Who, we love it, you, Sam Eaton. If it's the Sam Eaton that I knew growing up in Edenbridge, Kent, then... Hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. It might how, not be. How are you doing? But if it is, he was a Palace fan. So there you go. If you want to join Patreon, of course, you, of course, can at patreon.com forward slash FYP podcast. And we're having more questions from our patrons later on. Let's start with part one, the Arsenal game uh-huh. on Sunday. Uh, quite a lot happened in it. Uh, we're going to save Wilf chat for part two because we've got a very good article from our sponsors, The Athletic. But let's start off with the opening, Chloe. Nine minutes in. Palace are two goals down, reminiscent of that game two years ago, yes. where we were four down in 20 minutes. Again, bad defending from corners, just like that game. Were you thinking at that point, oh, here we go again, this is another 4-0 tonking? Initially, I was, yes, thinking that, because I was at that game, and I seem to remember going to that game with in a, in a similar fashion to how I went into this game, thinking, we could go and do something yeah. here. Like, we're on a good run of form. We're good away. We could go and do something here, and then that dissipated. Obviously, within twenty minutes, yeah. it was an absolutely appalling performance. But this time, I I I uh, watched it post fact. So I was watching the Liverpool Spurs game and following it on live feed. And as soon as we went two 0 down, I was with my mate, and I was like, "Don't worry, we got this." Because really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I looked at it and thought, Arsenal's defense are absolutely rubbish, so we're going to score one. Right, we're going to score one. Very confident. Well, usually I'm not this confident, but I just had this feeling we're going to score one. And if we score one, they'll get frazzled and uh, we'll score two, Mm. maybe even three. But, and I also thought Socrates is who I refer to as the saddest man in football. Like, he just always looks so depressed. (laughs) He does. And I was like, even when celebrating a goal. Yeah, so upset. But (laughs) I just thought it's going to redress the balance. Socrates can't be happy. We're going to get something out of this. He certainly wasn't happy after his second goal, was he? Yeah. Which we'll come on to. we got a lot of questions <laughs> about VAR, as you can imagine. Right, Were you really? feeling that confident then, uh, two nil down then? No, I wasn't actually. I wasn't feeling that confident. I was, um, I, you know, I only got the, I was on an aeroplane, you know, so I was, I was getting, you, you can actually get Wi-Fi on aeroplanes these days, but you've got to pay some money. Mm. Anyway, um, no, it was, you know, I was quite detached from it being thousands of feet up in the air, but it was, but I'm, I'm, as Chloe said, there was that little side of me that thought it is Arsenal, yeah. mm. and Arsenal are not that impenetrable defence that they had. You know, they are, they 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 do leak a lot of goals, and mm. you know they they really are all over the place as a team. And she will yeah. go into it a bit further. But well, speaking of being all over the place, obviously the defending from the corners was un- uncharacteristically mm. poor, really, from from Roy Hodgson team. We had a question from Ben Hook. Who said anyone think the lads need to do some extra training defending corners, Chloe? I mean, it was kind of out of character, or was it? You know the Hen- the Hennessy yeah, just effect. Take Hennessy out and put Gaeta in. Um, 
I think that Hennessy, Hennessy, I had a lot of good goodwill for until he until the Nazi salute thing. So I think this is coloured by that. Um, in that I just have no time for him yeah. anymore. And he made some decent saves throughout the game, kept us in the game a few times. But I don't think they were saves that Gaeta wouldn't have made. They were quite bread and butter. Um, but I think Hennessy's performance has shined a light on how much I rate Gaeta because he's yeah. not a massive bloke. But if he goes for a ball from a corner, yeah. he gets it. Yeah. Um, or or if he if he doesn't go for it, then his communication seems to be a lot better yeah. because they're not getting into sort of that disarray. But for me, the the the, the first one, the Socrates one, Hennessy made a mistake and then he was just on the floor for so long. He didn't get up very quick. There was no urgency. Well, he's, he's he's quite tall to get himself back up, isn't he? He's got to really sort of work hard <laughs> to get back up. He's all those legs and like arms are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you see a giraffe at the zoo, the poor thing. And you're there for like five minutes you're filming it on your iPhone. It's a little bit like that, wasn't it? Come on, get up, mate. Yeah, yeah, and also yeah. what I found interesting about the first one, when the, when the guy hit it and he's just, there was about, it, it literally, how he got through about the six or seven defenders, I've got no idea because there seems to be so many players there. Well, he also seemed to have quite a lot of time didn't he to sort of weigh up the shot mm. it sort of bounced to him and Hennessy's taking forever to get up and as I said there were defenders around him but he had quite a lot of time to sort of size yeah. up the shot hit it into the mm. ground so it was almost yes. he was he was very philosophical about it wasn't he oh, oh very good I knew that was coming at well some it, point. Had to, it had to be me as well sorry because I am the non-comedian in the room <laughs> had to be you. I'm both I'm both disappointed and impressed <laughs> thank, you very, thank you very much that sums up 54 years of my life <laughs> Well, look, we had a question about Hennessy, actually. I was going to put it later on, but I'll do it now because I think it is fair to say that he did have a good game and he did, uh, apart from the first nine minutes, mm-hmm. made a couple of really good saves. One low down from Lacazette, yeah. sort of going 3-0. The one in the second after, I think it was at 2-all or 2-1, we sort of clawed it away from mm-hmm. the top corner from Guendouzi. And we criticise Hennessy a lot on this yeah. podcast and normally with merit. But when he has an OK game, I think it's fair to say, you know, he's done OK and given praise. But one of our patrons, Lockie Gawley Price, hi Lockie, has said, "Does the fact that Hennessy was only playing his second game this season was it only? Yeah, it must be. It must yeah. be his second game. Uh, explain the miscommunication slash disorganisation on the set pieces, or should we expect better? Seeing as he still trains with everyone, that lack of communication is a thing we used to come back to a lot on this podcast. Yeah. But it seems to be a common theme with him, doesn't it? Well, you look at um, how Man City and Liverpool have both been revolutionised." simply by changing to excellent goalkeepers. And I think we can underestimate how important a goalkeeper as part of a defensive five is. And I think, yeah, it's really telling that that those two goals were Palace last season. They're not what we've come to associate with Palace this season. Um, And I just think, uh, yeah. When when is Gaeta back? There there was rumours he might be back on... For the Arsenal game, so possibly Leicester, possibly. But just going back on your point, do you, have we been revolutionised then by a new, a new excellent goalkeeper? Feels like we might S- have been slightly. I, I, I think that and the introduction of Cahill as well, I think, yeah, made a big difference. Precisely. Uh, and I think our defence is really tight. I think it was. It, I, th- I think close right. It was a little bit out of character those first ten minutes. I think the second one was probably because of the first one, and we still. Oh, what, what's happened? And you know, it's always the worst time. You're always at your worst, aren't you? Well, I'm always at my worst, actually. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. You're always at your, you're thinking about when you can when yeah, you score when you a goal. Score, yeah, so actually, when you confused. concede as well. Yeah, you're it happens worse. us against Man City. We conceded yeah. that goal, and then we tried to attack, and we let him one thirty yeah. seconds later. Mm, mm. It's just um, it, it was very on Palace. And actually, you know, th- when you said about uh, Hen- playing Hennessy, 
shines a light on what we have with Guaita. Yeah. And in many ways, you know, we talk about players that become better and better when they don't play. Like Benteke has become like the best striker in the world when he didn't play yeah. the Palace. <laughs> um, but you're right. Actually, when Hennessy's in, it makes you realise just how good and actually how many good things Guaita is good at. It's not yeah. just one thing. He's actually, his communication is good. His punching is good. His confidence is good. Mm-hmm. It makes you realise actually what we, what we have in him. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, shall we talk about VAR? Yeah, go or on. VAR, what do you guys call it? VAR. 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 There's more pun potential with uh, when you say VAR. Very true. Yeah. Mm. Unless you no, I, I won't I won't go into that. No. No. <laughs> leave it till later. <laughs> should we, should we leave that bit till later? I won't do all my jokes now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay some out. Yeah, see the back throughout the front pod. Um so obviously, you know, we, there was the two big VAR calls, the penalty on Wilf. And yep. uh, the uh, disallowed goal later on. We had quite a lot of questions. Yep. Um, before we get to them, the Wilf penalty. So at, at, at initial speed, I thought it was a penalty. The way he sort of went over the leg. Yeah. I couldn't believe that Atkinson booked him for diving and didn't give it. And then, of course, VAR has given the right decision. But what were your thoughts initially, Chloe, when you saw it? They they just want to, like, there's so much talk around players like Zaha and Grealish, yeah. um, for example, diving, like Kane as well, I guess, that... Referees just want like they want a statement booking. I think that's yeah. exactly right. I think yeah. Close hit the nail right on the head with that one. Yeah. I think you're right. I think he was ready to book him before he'd even yeah. looked at the incident almost. And the thing is, like you do look at it and Wilf Wilf is fouled, but he makes it look more dramatic to yeah. win the foul. He's, he's, he's a footballer. To. He's a footballer. That's what you do. In the modern game, what you basically have to do is point to the foul yeah. and go. That a foul is yeah. happening now, like give it, please. But it's still a foul. No matter 100%. what, you, if you tumble over 1,000 yeah. times, still you've still been contacted. It's yeah. still a foul. And and I guess in a way, you shouldn't have to point out that it is a foul because VR is there. And I, Andy and I have talked about this on Sunday. I wonder if some referees, and maybe Atkinson's doing this, almost thinks, well, I'm not sure about it, so I'm just not going to give it. I'm going to wait to be overruled. Yeah. Because they think the right decision is going to happen anyway. So it doesn't really matter what they give because it will get overruled. What I don't understand is why is, why is the. Why don't they just go to the side of the pitch and look at it on the screen? There's this whole debate as well, isn't there? Is, the it, be, is it because they'd rather say, well, I've been overruled and wash my hands of it? Because if they go to the screen and then they overrule themselves or don't and it turns out to be the wrong decision, it's all on them. But if they just say, well, VAR overruled me, it's but, like washing your hands of it. But so many of these things are like subjective in that if you look at the Socrates disallow goal at the end, I would say that that was a completely subjective decision, whether you gave it against Callum Chambers or against Luca. Mm. And Martin Atkinson has subjectively given it in our favour, but VAR has subjectively given it other way, way around. Way, other yeah. way around. Yeah. He gave the goal. He gave yeah, it yeah. in Arsenal's favour. Yeah. So confusing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You VAR's... say tomato, I say tomato. <laughs> um, uh, but other way round. But it it could have gone either way. That was a lot. It was a closer call, definitely. Yeah. Well, at, the, at the time, again, when that was happening, down the far end from us, I saw Luca slip, and you think, well, that's either a slip or a foul. So you knew there was something in it. Yeah. Um, Again, I get, were, were we lucky with that one, Enders? Yes. I, I mean, you know, I think we were... It, it reminded me of the Aston Villa game, you know, when we we got away with it. I really cannot... I've watched that so many times. I can't see any foul at all. I, mean, I really can't see I, a foul. Wait, I, can't, I can't. I can't. I just see a tumble of legs, a tumble of people. Yeah, I, yeah. But, I mean, you know, a tumble of legs, a tumble of people. And it was just a scramble in the area. And that's... But that's what I mean. It's completely subjective. Yeah, it's subjective it could have yeah. gone either way. Yeah. And whatever way he gives it, VAR then can't overturn it because it's not clear and obvious. So they basically... What they've done is wrong. Martin Atkinson could have given it to Luca. He could have given it to Chambers. But he's given it 
to Chambers and then VAR so can't. So what you're saying is can't... it's almost like whichever way he gave, gave it would have kind of been the right and wrong. It's like Schrodinger's yeah. decision. Like yeah. it could have been the right or wrong decision. But then once you give it, once you can't it. overturn it cause because it's not guess clear and obvious. Overturning, overturning the Wilf penalty is fine because that was a clear and obvious foul. Yes. Overturning the Socrates one, even though I think it was a foul personally, I think that Chambers' foot... You see Luca just nudge the ball, and I think Chambers' foot catches him on the ankle. But by giving it, you've set the bar low or high. You've set the yeah. bar somewhere now. Yeah. Yeah. The precedent now is at this place where actually it's so murky, anything can be overturned. But it's another one that I'm sat there going, if that had happened against us, I would be absolutely fuming and appalled. But I'm so, so glad it's gone, gone yeah. our way. Yeah, well, especially the fact that Socrates ran halfway down the pitch and slid in front of the home <laughs> fans. And then but again, it was, beautiful. He d- yeah. it was so funny watching him do that. The airplane motion with just the blankest, saddest <laughs> face you've ever seen in your life. It's almost like he doesn't know how to celebrate. What is <laughs> yeah. this feeling? What is this emotion that's happening to me? I don't know what's happening. Look, we've had loads of questions about VAR. Um, Duncan Annis, one of our patrons, has Hi, said, Duncan. is VAR the greatest Duncan. invention since sliced bread? Yeah, until it goes against yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then it's the worst decision yeah, it's, You know, it's, it's, it's obviously, it's, it's not going away. <clears throat> let's let's be honest. VAR is not going do you, away. Do you think they'll ever? Do you think they'll get to the end of the season? Because there's going to be so. Many, we're only in November, nearly. So many decisions we're already. Do you think they'll get to? In. Do you think they'll get to May and think? Do you know what? We can't deal with this drama. We're actually going to get rid of it. No, I just think it's it just needs to be fine tweaked somewhere. I just think the the referees have got to start taking a little bit more responsibility. I think they, as you were saying, they they almost want to go. Look, it isn't my fault. It was yeah. VAR. It was VAR. I think yeah. I think the referees. You know, you're talking about being subjective. VAR. We all thought VAR would just take away all that stuff it's obviously not there's certain decisions like like the Wilf one and like offsides where it's just so obvious it's so obvious but whereas ones like the one at the end of the game the other day where you know it can it depends who you are where you've looked at yeah. it and it's and I just think there's the, I think the referees have got to become referees again they've got to step in and be and uh, they've got to be strong about their decision go no it was this and we can I all can, talk about the referee's decision at the end of it rather than this automated thing. I can see I don't why know, they don't. Just... I can see why they don't because they got a lot of stick anyway. But, I have but... to admit, being in the away end, watching that screen going decision pending, decision pending, and then it flipping over into penalty, it's great. It's like yeah. Panto. It's such a great feeling. Yeah. It's amazing. But do you think, did you watch the Leicester game on Friday night against Southampton? I did, yeah. There was the red card for... Um, Bertrand. Bertrand. I've actually called him Bernard. He's not called, not called Bernard, no, is he? No, no, no. Ryan Bernard. He wouldn't like um, that. Which obviously was right after the goal, so a double whammy for them. But they showed that on the screen. So after it had gone decision red card, they showed the foul. You could hear the whole stand going, the whole stadium going, oh, oh yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they did that at West Ham with the IU goal as well. Did they? But- so should they just, because with the Socrates goal at the weekend... Nothing really, nothing happened. I mean, I, where I sat, I couldn't see the screen, but nothing happened on the screen apparently. And Atkinson just got the ball and walked back to. to he didn't do a VAR mm. sign, didn't point. Should there be more clarity? Should they I think he did do a VAR sign, but I don't. I think he did a VAR sign and then pointed that it was a free kick, but he didn't indicate why there had been a free kick. Yeah. Um, Should they be showing it on the screen then to the fans? I I think they're personally again copping out because when it was clear cut, like the Bertrand thing and the IU thing, like offside, it's, it's offside or it's not. Yeah. Um, they can put it up there because there's not going to be mutiny. But I think yeah. if the Arsenal fans had seen what we saw... There wouldn't have been mutiny. Well, there wouldn't have been mutiny because it was the Emirates. It would have got... <laughs> <laughs> it would have got a little bit louder than, <laughs> than it was before. <laughs> half arse mutiny. Um, but I, I personally don't think VAR's going away because I have like a sneaking suspicion that there's too many investors in it that have yeah, yeah. a financial interest mm. in 
selling I, it as Do you think a we'll get to a stage, you know, an extra time now is extra time sponsored by Timex? Do you think we'll get yes, VAR we sponsored by... 100%. Course, yeah. course. But also, I think it'll be that thing where, you know, we'll look back at the end of the season and we'll go, do you remember those few VAR decisions we got at the beginning of the season against Villa and Arsenal that went in our favour? And the, the, you, you know there's going to be two or three yeah. before the end of the oh, season. Oh, of course. And we're going to be sat here going... You know, but we'll, steam we'll the fact that we've got these decisions actually make when it will, that inevitably happens. Make it, it will, easier because we're football fans, well, we're okay, completely right. irrational. <laughs> we're completely irrational. Of course, it'll be wrong. We'll want to hate VAR at the moment. We think it's brilliant because it's going in our favour. True. I mean, it is. You know, it's I, probably I'm, the same thing but, when the offside rule was called. But in, I will tell you one thing. Was. One thing that I really the great thing about VAR this weekend in our game is that finally, hopefully. People are going to stop saying that Wilf dies every time he gets the yeah. ball. Agreed. And I just think, you know, and I, there's no Arsenal fan, there's no football fan that can watch that and say that was a bad decision. I think they still will, but we'll come on to that because I want to talk about Wilf in part two. And okay. we have our questions about that. But back to VAR, Chris Pooley. Hi, Chris. Um, Hi, Chris. Says, do you think the number of breaks we have received due to VAR this season is an indication of how badly refs have treated us in the past because we are Palace? Nah, I think that's a bit. Sorry, what's his name? <laughs> Chris. Sorry, Chris. Um, I, I, I think that's a bit of a conspiracy theory. I think that every every team thinks that refs hate them, but I, I do I do think that we are a club where, like, my mum used to come to the games when I was a kid, and she doesn't really know anything about football whatsoever. But what she would always say is, "We're going to concede in the ninety first minute," <laughs> and she would generally be right. Yeah. I do think we are one of those clubs where it's just like, "Oh, well, that's happened again." Yeah. Brilliant. To be but ninety nine percent of football fans think the same way. Yeah, fine. About their club, apart from exactly. Man City, basically, yeah. and they yeah. probably still think that anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a couple more questions on VAR. Tobias Jackson. Hi, Tobias. Says, Hi, Tobias. Uh, was VAR man of the match? <laughs> Yes. Probably was, actually. Probably was. Yeah. We, 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 people are talking more about VAR than anything else. And uh, David Cheeseman Hi, David. says, should Hi, David. we give VAR a squad number? Yeah. <laughs> what, what number would That'd it be? That'd be amazing. That'd be such great trolling, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, what, what would it be? Would it be 666? Yeah, let's go with that. Okay. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> um, look, finally then, on part one, before we move on to part two, um, was it a good point overall? Was it a fair result? And in fact, I've got another question from... This person needs to choose a new Twitter handle at T33T3R55. Unless that it's is catchy. your name, some sort of robot tweeting. <laughs> um, does ruining Piers Morgan's weekend feel as if we've earned more than a point? Keep up the great work. Was it, was it a fair result? Yeah, I think it was a fair yes, result. I think it would, was, yeah. So if, if that Socrates goal had stood, would we be coming away thinking we've actually not really got what we deserve there? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know what? I th I think a draw was a fair result. When we were sat doing the podcast before the Man City game and we're saying in the next five games we're playing the five teams above us, and we all sat around going, you know, we could walk away without any points for these yeah. games uh, because they're all they're all teams that could beat us. The fact is, you know, we didn't play that badly against City, and I think you know after apart from the initial sort of twenty minutes of the game, especially the first ten minutes. On Sunday, I thought we 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 were we were fought, we were good. We're, we're a good team. Yeah. Look, we, you, people always say you judge the team after the first ten, 10 games. Games, yeah. You, we always say that after, yeah. after after like the second or third game, we go we're going on a European tour and we're all being silly. You judge your team after the first ten games, and where are we? We're sixth. sixth. So, and I think that's and and they're fifth. So you have fifth against sixth, two all draw away from home. I think that's a good point. And you've got to remember they've got. Far, far more resources than us. They've got a far more illustrious recent history than us. Mm. And you go to the Emirates and you get a point. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah I'm happy with that. I'll take that definitely. Yeah, definitely. Good stuff. Right, well, um, after the break, we're going to be chatting about Wilfred Zaha. Wilfred Zaha. 
Welcome back to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey! And it's part two, of course, which means we're going to be discussing an article from our sponsors, The Athletic. The Athletic is a world-class team of writers covering every club, including the best coverage of Crystal Palace FC. Uh, They're a subscription-based website and app, and they are completely ad-free. No ads, no annoying pop-ups, just brilliant articles. Welcome to the new home of football writing. And if you go to theathletic.co.uk forward slash FYP, you can get a 30-day free trial and receive 50% off your yearly subscription. Not bad no, at all. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. This week's article is by the brilliant Adam Hurry. It's a very, very, very well written article. I thoroughly enjoyed reading it. Adam, of course, is uh, at Football Clichés on Twitter, who's a very, very funny Twitter account. It's called Gwenduzi executed a perfect, semi-apologetic, cynical foul on Zaha. Of course, he, in a quote marks, had to do it. I'm going to read a couple of my best bits, sorry, my favourite bits from it now, and uh, we can talk about Wilf in a mix. We had a lot of questions about Wilf in general. So it starts off like this. Wilfred Zaha is no stranger to being fouled. Wilfred Zaha is on first name terms of being fouled. Being fouled has an outside chance of being best man at Wilfred Zaha's wedding. Six years ago, within 10 minutes of making his Man United League debut, Zaha was welcomed to the Premier League with an unceremonious shove in the back from Newcastle's Matthew Debucci. Since then, he's become the most fouled player in the division by some margin. Clattered, tripped, body checked, clipped, well, that rhymes, bundled or taken out every 28 minutes or so on average. At a conservative estimate, he has spent 0.5% of his time on the football pitch <laughs> being fouled. In the time it would take you to read this article, Zaha is liable to have been fouled 0.18 times. <laughs> Incredible stat. And then later on it says, uh, talking about the Gwenduzi foul, this at the end of an early evening of chaotic high drama. Zaha being booked for diving, VAR overturning it and awarding a penalty instead, Granite Xhaka conducting the Emirates into a bilious, bilious frenzy before telling nobody and everybody to f*** off. <laughs> Arsenal actually scoring twice from corners. It is the game's penultimate act. And just on the Wolf total fouls, he's been fouled 484 times in his Premier League career, which wow. is crazy. Um, before we talk about Wilf, that Gwenduzi foul, Chloe, I mean, it was just, <laughs> it was ridiculous, wasn't it? I mean, it was more akin to the NFL yeah. at Wembley at the weekend. It was, it was crazy. It says in the article, and I'm not sure if you guys agree with this, that it was actually probably safer for him to do a full body tackle than to like nick him yeah. or go a go at him with his legs at the pace that he was moving? What, yeah. what, do you guys think that that's... I th- as I said, I, actually, I read that and thought, hmm, yeah, possibly. possibly it's almost I think... like a professional fouling another professional and knowing what it would be like to be in that other situation. So if, maybe. If uh, you'd eclipsed it, you could quite easily have got up, you see. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's yeah. a thing. I think if you'd eclipsed... Do you remember that game against... Bournemouth at the end of last season when everyone was trying to chop Wilf. Yeah. Right. Well, that's you know, most when we won, games. Yeah, when we won 5-3. Oh, was is it, that was the one Bournemouth? where he, and he, he just, got well yeah, angry? Yeah, he got well yeah, angry. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you could have almost have had a little bit of that. Like, if he'd have gone to chop him with the, chop his legs, he could have maybe knocked him up. But, but Wilf would have just been like, absolutely no way, I'm going to stay on my feet. And he, you know, he could have gone forward. So the only way to stop him was to just grab his neck, really. And yeah. as Adam says in the article, he did literally grab him and then put him down to the floor for, was, a, for it, long enough to realise that the whole move had broken down. It was it was it was all done so comically though. It was like it was it was almost it was very funny to watch it. Um now would would Wilf gone on and scored? Probably not, let's be honest. <laughs> I mean he's not the I, you know, he did have had a good effort. When, but... when Wilf's got time to think, <laughs> Maybe he's two... not the best finisher exactly. and he had a whole half of the pitch <laughs> I know, to think. I don't think he would have scored, to be fair. But, <laughs> but um 
I, you know, it was it was it was comical. Well, I was just a little bit. I, I actually think I actually think the guy should have been sent off. Well, this is the thing. I, I think, think he should have been sent because I think it was dangerous play, and he could have actually broken his. Neck. Well, he was definitely the last man. Wilf was definitely. I mean, I know he's in his in, in our half. Wilf was definitely through on goal, so it's a clear goal scoring opportunity. I agree with you. I think he probably still would have I, missed. Um, yeah. I actually thought it was going to go to VAR. I know it was like last kick of the game, but I thought... I think oh, he should have been... He should it, have been... That's the thing that angered me about it. It, it, it wasn't the fact that it happened. It's the fact that he should have been sent off. Because yeah. that's... I can say, just because it's the last minute of the game and it's a, it was a comical foul, and it was comical, because he didn't really go through that hard. He just sort of bumbled and his arms yeah. fell over and his hair went over. It's all crazy, it's all stupid. It was just like, no, actually, get the guy off. Yeah. Because that is just letting other, other players think, you know what, I can do that, and all I get is a yellow card. Do you, do you think it's because it was a bit of an unprecedented foul that the referee didn't really know what to do? Because you know that if he goes in two-footed, that's a red card. But yeah, like, well, do you think if he clipped him? Do you think if he clipped him with his ankle? No, no, no. That would have been red. No, no, no. I don't think it would have been. I don't. I, I don't think it would have been because I think the what he was booking him for was a cynical foul. Yeah. That you which know it was yeah. Which, yeah. which which broke down play. Yeah. And that's a booking in in any other instance. That's a booking. But. You you never see someone rugby tackling someone on the football pitch. <laughs> the last so what time do I saw do? that was Boris Johnson in that. Yeah. You see that clip from Boris Johnson from the from weird charity yeah, with rugby that, tackling yeah. Lothar Matoas. Something like that. Yeah. Um, I just think I just think I just think it's it's again with um with referees. It's just like there's, there's this. It's just a bad precedent for the future. Being moderately serious about this, it was a, it was all. Are you telling me that in in a game at the weekend, if if somebody, some defender, just jumps on somebody around the net, they're just going to get a booking. Are we are we going to see this every week now? Like yeah. like defenders grabbing forwards around the neck. I think course, it was. You know a, I mean? It was. I think it was a split second decision. It was a split second decision, but those you know, but it it was a potentially dangerous thing. I think you know. I'm, I'm being quite serious about this. I think it was potentially dangerous. I genuinely thought it was a red card. I think I'm coming around card. to your idea that it was a. It was a red card. Although, can you imagine yeah. the half-assed mutiny that would have happened if they had sent off Quindoozi after all that that I happened in the but game? I don't even think there would have been a mutiny because, like, looking on Arsenal Twitter and uh, listening to Arsenal Fan TV, <laughs> which is a delightful watch. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> it was vintage, wasn't it? Yeah. I think they're just... Arsenal are just so resigned, like, to this just being an extension of the really underwhelming Wenger era. Yeah. That they're just like, yeah, of course Gendouzi just got sent <laughs> off in the final yeah. minute. Like, or, or alternatively, of course Wilfred ha- Zaha just broke away yeah. and made it 3-2 yeah. and completed the turnaround. Like, I think they're just kind of... They they always expected it to happen, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, none of them really complained all that much about no. the VAR thing at the end. Because they're just like, that's just Arsenal. Really? I thought they'd have been kicking off. I think some pockets were, were kicking off. I think they were kicking off, but I think they were more more angry about the fact that they let a two-goal. Two yeah. yeah, and Emery. Yeah. And Emery. Yeah. Um, and Zaka as well. Right, a couple of questions then. So Mark, cool. yeah. Mark Graveney is one of our patrons. has said, um, I read this article last night and I wondered which Palace defender, past or present, would have been our best linebacker? Um, Mark Dennis. I was about to say, who would do, who would do this? <laughs> Mark put, Dennis would have done it. He's put Eric the Ninja. Ninja. Eric Young would have been a good one. Ninja would have done it. Mark Dennis. Do you remember, do you remember Claude Davis? Yeah, yeah, I remember Claude Davis. He'd, yeah, he'd yeah. have done that. He was a bit... He elbowed someone in the neck, didn't he? A corner once, I think. So um, He'd have done it. Mark, Mark Dennis. I, the, the, oh, I know Mark who as well. Dennis. Kevin Muscat. Oh, Kevin Muscat. Muscat, Muscat did it anyway. Kevin Muscat oh, was crazy. Oh, he was hard, Muscat. He was tough. <laughs> um... So there's a question here, actually, I've put it in the wrong section. It's about uh, the penalty, but I'm going to ask it because I think it's a valid question. From Tom David Thomas. Hi, Tom David Thomas. Thomas Thomas, Thomas David David Thomas, isn't he? Um, 
<laughs> Probably gets a point out all the time. Sorry, mate. Um, <laughs> does Atkinson's card decision show an agenda against amongst referees against Wilf? The fact that he went so quickly to book him. I don't. Think, ooh, no, sorry, no, you got close. Well, we we said that initially, didn't we? That it was it was kind of just like, well, Wilf's going to die because Wilf dies because it's Wilf. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if there's like a, a an agenda per se, but I think yeah, they let they let stuff go slash give stuff a bit more. But um, they couldn't do that with the Gunduzi thing because it was you know it wasn't yeah. the case of it was, oh it's Zaha so it must be a dive it was such when, an obvious. When I was I watched uh, Match of the Day too and. Uh, they called it the Ian Wright derby, of course, yes. on the day too. But um, Ian Wright was just, all he wanted to get out was how angry he was at the referee yes. and, and how, how annoyed he is. He goes, and he was just, all he wanted to get, the only point Wright he wanted to get across was, this happens to Wilf all the time, yeah. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was ready to to card him as soon as he, he fell over. Yeah. Wilf has got a reputation. We as Palestine fans don't think it's a valid reputation. Yeah. Other supporters, every other sport probably thinks it is. That's the way football fans are. I'd like to think that one of the positives, and we said in the the previous section, one of the positives of VAR will be that players like Wilf, and there there are others, um, will finally, you know, will will fans will realise that they don't they don't dive every two minutes. Or, or let's let's look at this in a different way. Wilfred Zaha has been fouled four hundred and eighty-four times, times yeah. since he started playing in the Premier League. Yeah, what does a sensible what, what do you do sensibly then? You use that as a tactic, right? Yeah. So what you do is you get Wilf into danger areas yeah. and try and get them to foul you. Yeah. And if someone wants, if, if um, who gave it away? Who brought him down? I think it was Chambers. Mm. Was it Chambers? I think it was Chambers, yeah. Right, so if Chambers wants to hang his leg out yeah. because Wilf is skillful and has got past him, then that's Chambers' fault. Do, do you know what? He's looking for fouls, I, but he's not diving. I, I yeah, think yeah, exactly. what it is most. I think you're exactly right, Claire. What it is with players like Wilf. Wilf is not. Players are not going out there to foul Wilf, especially in the area. They're not going there to foul him. But Wilf is so skillful and yeah. so nimble that they end up fouling him, well, which is why num- we get so many penalties. The number of times you see interviews with Premier League footballers and they say, "Who's the hardest player you play against?" and mm. Wilf's name comes up mm. every time. People hate playing against him mm. and when VAR came in we all thought to me this season we'd get tons of penalties everyone was, I put Luca in my fantasy team thinking, well Wilf's yeah. going to win penalties yeah. it's actually the first one this season that VAR has given us but it does prove that if you get exactly that get Wilf running at people in the box I mean if you've been fouled 484 times then logic would suggest that you don't dive that much you just get fouled a lot Yeah. Mm. so yeah. surely Wilf isn't a dive you know, but I, think, you know I think it's it's a little, I think, you know, Wilf, we, we've all said this, not so much this season. We've said it in the past that Wilf needs to grow up sometimes and mm. his, his reaction a lot of the mm. times after the event is just like, and he, oh, what? Ah! And it's just like, oh, you petulant child. Yeah. And mm. I think that's, his reaction then seeps into the minds of the mm. of, of, of yes. the opposition, yeah. seeps into the minds of the referees. Pundits. And, and yeah. pundits and everybody. All they see is just some guy with his arms like going, every flipping time, Wilf. They forget that he's actually he has actually been fouled, yeah. and he's tired of it, yeah. which is why he puts his arms out like that. That's part of his character. And his eyes pop out of his head. He's going, "What me? What me?" Like you know, yeah. yes, you. But more, more often than not, he's you know he's proved right, and you know, and he was proved right on Sunday, and you know it will happen Do again. Do you think this will change the way it is now? Do you think we'll get more penalties for Wilf? Do you think referees will be less inclined to initially think he's dived? Probably not, because I think <laughs> I think this has happened before where we've kind of said. When are you going to pay attention? Yeah. I, I do. I do genuinely think that um, quick players have started to get a bit more protection from yeah. from referees because mm. I, I think they've taken that on board. Yeah, I think we see more overturned then more. 
Because we hmm. we can count on our hand loads of decisions where Wilf hasn't got a penalty in the box, and you think that's definitely been a penalty. Do you think yeah. we'll get with VAR more overturned now? Yeah, I think so. That this might set a precedent. Yeah, I think that actually definitely. he's yeah. not a diver. Um, cool. Okay. Well, look, that article again is called Guendouzi executed. executed. It's a very funny article, by the way. It's really it's good. Really I well mean, Adam written, Hurry yeah. is a, is excellent. So uh, to be honest, well worth the subscription to the Athletic <laughs> alone. Really, um, it's called Guendouzi. <laughs> there are other, there are other good writers. Sorry, um, uh-huh. Guendouzi <laughs> executed. Sounds like he asked me. To to say that um, a perfect semi-apologetic cynical foul Zaha of course he had to do it and if you visit theathletic.co.uk if you haven't signed up yet come on where have you been but if you want to visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash FYP to start a 30 day free trial and get 50% off your yeah, your yearly subscription right after the break we've got questions from our listeners <laughs> Pod three oh four. Are you ready for some questions? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. First question comes from one of our patrons, Mike Clark. Hi, Mike. Hello, Uh, Mike. He says one for the pod stats base, so Kevin will probably hate it. Well, he's not here, so so that's fine. And it's Kevin, so he probably just hate anything. Really. Yeah. Uh, Luca statistically on whoscored.com was the star man on Sunday, (gasps) and it was his. Yeah, Karen, okay. Sorry. And it was his wonderful ball that set a Wilf away for the penalty. I didn't know that. Um, that he slotted uh, in his usual confident style. Yeah, it was a good penalty. He's had plenty of critics this season so far, especially on corners and set pieces. And that's come up on the pod quite a lot, I think, yeah. as discussed many times. Have we underappreciated his contribution to how the first quarter of the season has gone? Uh, possibly not. I, I don't think that the criticisms are completely unfounded. And I thought that... Um, Patrick Van Arnholt's delivery was far better when he yeah, was on I, yeah, corners and free fair. kicks during um, the Agreed. West Ham game. Um, I do have to say that I think that Arsenal were absolutely appalling in how they dealt with Luca. Like they made him look like Pirlo. It was <laughs> like they so much space. I've never seen him just drop between uh, Cahill and Tompkins and just. Ping balls. I've yeah. never seen him have that space. He's always sort of had to work for the space. All they had to do was just sit Aubameyang or Lacazette on him yeah. and you stunt all of that. So basically they just gave him space and time to do what he does best, which is look up and ping a ball. Yeah, almost the ideal, actually. Because he has been, his form has been sort of, as you say, it's been okay. patchy, it's been but maybe right, the yeah. ideal team to play against actually to get your confidence I back. I think yeah. so, yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's not had the best start to the season at, at all. He's not the figure he, he has been at all. But, you know, we've, but here we are. We're, we're, we're sitting in very comfortably in the top half of the table. Uh, and, you know, and I think you're right. That game on Sunday was probably great for his um Confidence, and you say, I love the idea of him. I, I'd like to see Luke with a polo haircut, actually. That's something I would put on my bedroom wall. I think he'd look very handsome. I feel actually. like one of our followers has probably got the skills to mop that up. So I'm I think sure we'll be seeing that on Twitter uh, yes, I'm within to, minutes. I'm but I think, I think, like, to be fair to him, he's always just functioned as that, like, deep line midfielder yeah. that's quite demonstrative and breaks things up and then just gives it to someone else. Yeah. So I think he's done that. Pretty, yeah, he's the simple also, stuff pretty well. Uh, I said this to Selzy on the post match pod. He is our captain, so you know that he brings more qualities than just mm. his abilities on the pitch. And you know, the players look up to him mm. and, and see him as a leader. And actually, I almost think when he's not there, you do miss those. We said in this pod, who's the leader? Well, we yes. know Luca is, and when he's not there, yeah. you, you actually miss that a little bit. Yeah, I'm kind agreed. of astounded that he's never has he, he's never been sent off for us now. No, I don't he, think so. I'm surprised he, he hasn't. He put some dodgy <laughs> fouls in. Did he get booked at the weekend? I think I, he I'm might not, not have sure. done. 
That would be his but first, he, wouldn't it? He like he he'll like have a little bite and then he'll he'll leave his leg in or he'll be a bit studs up. And I think that it's the inverse of Wilf. Like Wilf's got this reputation and yeah. Luca's just like going under the yeah. radar and just gets <laughs> away from it's where It's like do you remember Kabai, Kabai used to do that. Yeah. Those little niggly little yeah. but he was so good looking he, he got away with it. <laughs> So are you spot, saying, you're saying so, Luca's not good looking? He, in in a more sort of rugged way. In a rugged way. Um, so Luca scored a, from the spot kick uh, on Sunday. Of course, did you know that it makes him the third best Premier League penalty taker of all time? Luca in, ter- time. in terms of conversion, really? So top Letizia, ninety six percent, twenty five from twenty six. Then Thierry Henry, ninety two percent, twenty two from twenty three. Then Luca, ninety one percent. 21 from 23. That is impressive. Wow, that's amazing. He's got 21 penalties he's scored. He's only been at two and a half Can years. you name the one that he missed? Well, well, he's missed well, two according to oh, this. Okay. So yeah. Man City at home. Yeah, yep. Man City at home, yeah. I can't remember the other one. Me neither. No, me neither. Maybe they're wrong. Tweet, but, tweet in. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> I'm uh, sure they a will. five-star review and tweet in. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but that's, I mean, that is impressive, isn't that's it? Very I, impressive. I think he was proper um, trolling uh, Kepa because he put, did you see that video where he took yes. the penalty against himself? On Palace TV. Oh, no, and he put it, it exactly where yeah. he put it again. Like, I would have saved that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I literally would have saved that. Uh, good stuff. Right, uh, next question is from Robbie Scotcher. Hi, Robbie. Hi, Robbie. Another one of our patrons. And he's put, fullbacks are the new game changers. So how good are ours? What do we have with Ward and PVA? And how do they fare against the league's new darlings? And I would chuck into that. Do we need to be giving Ward and PVA a bit more credit? Because Wardy obviously has been a bit of a sort of stalwart for us, but mm. never really got a lot of credit. And PVA actually in recent games has turned his form around. So is it time actually, Chloe, to start giving a bit of love to our fullbacks? I absolutely adore them as people. <laughs> um, Jolie will like forever Jolie. be in my heart. I just love him because he works so hard and he tries so hard, but we do really need an upgrade in both of them, I think. And I think, it, again, it's that thing of like, I use doing great, but we probably should look for an upgrade if we want to sort of consistently be um, top six. Yeah, be a top I mean, six. I mean, you know, it was, it was very unusual that, you know, we. I don't think they, I think they do need a bit more credit because our, our whole, def, I think our whole defence needs credit because we've done so well. Apart from the first 10 minutes on Sunday, yeah. you know, it was really unusual. It was unusual for us to be that porous, yeah. really. And I think, and I'm guilty of it. I've been heaping all my defensive praise on Gary Cahill because he's come in and he seems to be marshalling the defence and talking but what he's doing he's as with all good players like him they bring the players up around them mm. and I think and, yes. I, and I think Joel and PVA I think they're all they're all thinking okay this 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 guy's a winner this guy's a leader Let, everybody's got to raise their game a little bit and you know up until Sunday we've been we've, obviously we've let some goals in but it hasn't been hasn't been shocking goals not really shocking before goals. The, before the Man City game we had one of the best defences in the league yeah. I think and it is it's not unfair we have criticised PVA on this pod in recent and it's not unfair to do that like he was no it's poor, absolutely it's, it's our job of, same with Hennessy I feel like when a player that we hammer a lot plays well you need to kind of give them the credit for that and PVA has looked maybe not back to his best but he's looked better I think yeah. I, I think I like the upgrade because I think what you've got you've got PVA who's got is quite exciting going forward and has the potential to score goals defensively he's suspect Wardy is just that little bit Yard or two behind the pace, the whole. T- it's just, it's just, just teaching on almost just being too old for it. I agree with Chloe. If there. they, if if in January you offered us, I don't know, Aaron Questwell, or is he better than PVA? I don't know. But if you offered us, you know, a decent mm. Premier League left back and right back, I, I wouldn't say no. Jolie no. only turned thirty today. 
Yeah, Did I saw really? that. I can't believe mm. Happy 30. birthday, Joel. Happy Ward. birthday, Joel. Happy birthday. Yeah. Um, yeah. listening. I just think uh, it might not be he's a yard behind the pace because he's old. I think it might be because Maybe he's, he's, not old, but he's just... like a really good championship player. I yes. Yeah, I think and right. that's not me criticising because... It is. F- I can. <laughs> it I is. Hate, don't, I hate don't, Joel Don't try and crawl back. <laughs> once, you've, once you've dissed a player like you dissed him, Chloe, you've got to stand up for your rights, my friend. He works so hard. At, I, I, just, you love I do think a new fullback, <laughs> certainly at right back, is obviously going to be on our shopping list, <laughs> yeah. if not January, in the, in the summer. We've, we've, got, one, we've of... got one heck of a shopping list, haven't we? Well, we yes. had a couple of questions about that, so I'm going to move on to transfer questions. This one's from at Blue Jumper. Hi. Hi, at uh, Jumper. And he says, if we bought a top-class new fullback and striker, would it be right to drop Ward and AU? And I'll just add on to that. At Palace underscore CPFC says, if we did buy a striker, Michi or Morelos, who's the Rangers striker, who's been scoring a lot of goals recently, would you drop In, in the IU? Scottish. It, fair. Very fair. Mm, yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about that in Chloe? It, it, yeah, I mean... Um, I was going to say morally it's the wrong thing to do. No, it's not. It's football. Right? <laughs> there so are no morals are no, in football. Yeah. Exactly. You know but that. You, you, you get dropped sometimes because a better player comes in. Yeah. And, and like I would say a wholehearted thank you to Ward and Ayu. And yeah. they're going to they're gonna do a job for the team. They're going to be needed for the team. Yeah. They're going to come on as subs or there's going to be injuries. It's not like we're saying you're never playing for Palace again. Yeah. It's just if we want, as I say, if we want to progress up the table, then we have to be buying better players, upgrades. And that's the nature. But they of are also two players who seem quite happy with their squad status. Like, Wardy's never moaned. IU's nope. always come in and, and, you know, never put in anything less than 100%. Yeah. So, actually, they're kind of perfect squad players. They're really, perfect they? squad players. And, you know, they as close as they are doing a job. I mean, I mean, you, you look at IU, he's scoring goals. Yeah. He's, 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 on, he's, on court. he's on course to get 15, 16 goals yeah, this which season. Which is exactly what you want from somebody. Yeah. For a, a million forward. pounds. Yeah, yeah, hello, thank you. Incredible. And how much did Ben take cost us? 28. Yeah, and oh. how many goals has he got? Well, exactly. He's got, he's got, I'll tell you what he's got, he's got th- three in his last 60 for the appear- under in his last 60 appearances for Palace. Oh. Three and 60. Yeah, and numbers don't. One every 20. Yeah, okay, good. so that's, yeah. Uh, one more question on transfers. Tom Flaherty. Hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. Has said, should, uh, should we try and sign VAR permanently in January? <laughs> We're already if on the case, only mate. we could. Um, we're just talking about squad players here. I've got a couple of questions here from our patrons, uh, Matthew Foote and Nathan Jones, who say, Matthew says, Jimmy Mack is the un- unsung hero of the side, question mark. Always puts in the shift and pops up with important goals and assists. Great assist for IU at the weekend. Fantastic. Um, and Nathan Jones says, is Jeffrey Schlupp the most overrated and underrated player at the club. <laughs> well, let's, let's put Schlappy to one side. He didn't play at the weekend, although everyone knows my love for Schlappy. I absolutely love him. Uh, Jimmy Mack, again, popping up, Enders, with an assist. I don't he, think he's underrated. Do you think he's an unsung hero? Uh, I don't think he's an unsung hero. I think he's a hero. I think I think most Palace fans really like it. He's, he's not the most technically gifted player. He puts in a shift, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's there. You can always always rely on him. Yeah, he's and, he's, and, he, and every now and again, he will pop up on the... On the on the left wing, or he'll pop a, a little dribble and put a ball through to a forward, and, or he's or he gets goals. You know, yeah. he's not he's not shy of pushing forward and going forward. I would I, I would say he's he's a sung hero. <laughs> also, just thinking that he, he's another player that came for four million in four point five million. The players that do well for us seem to see these players that come with something to prove and not much money. Mm. Benteke sort of you know struggled, but you, you've got Cahill was on a free transfer. Yeah. Wardy four hundred grand. Uh, yeah, but that was about fifty years ago, wasn't it? True, it was. Yeah, but you know, are you one million? Macca three and a half million. Yeah, actually, those they're almost like more quote unquote Crystal Palace players, aren't they? Yeah, one hundred percent. And uh, that, that's 
We were criticised at the beginning of the season for not having like a good sort of team spirit or any leadership. Whereas I would say that was what characterises us completely. We've got a good blend of like really good Premier League players and then players that we've had with us for a long time that have kind of grown with the club. Mm. Yeah. Wardy in particular. Wardy is our top Premier League appearance holder. Really? Which is so, great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Has he been there, what, seven years He's now? He's been here a long time, so, hasn't he? Fair play. Um, the real Gareth Davis... Who's Hi. The, who's, Hi. The, who's the fake Gareth Davis? Who's yeah? I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Let's let's find out. Yeah, let us know. It says uh, what colour strip for next season's European campaign? <laughs> Not black, because we don't. Oh, we got a point in the black away kit actually. So oh, we did, I yeah. kind of feel like it might be a bit cursed, but um, yeah, I don't like that. And then AJ Baps. AJ says, should, should we make sure that Thursday nights are free next season? <laughs> I'd say no. I'd say Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Yes. I'd say Tuesday with without a doubt, mate. Aim high. Okay, a couple of questions here on um, the Arsenal drama. We sort of talked about Arsenal Fan TV earlier. Um, God, I love it so much. I'm obsessed with the Arsenal drama. PC Wires. <laughs> Actually, no, I'll go to this one first. Louis Mulvaney17 says, who stole DT's hat? Did you see that? No. Oh, yeah, 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 I did, I did, yeah. Arsenal fan TV, <laughs> a Palace fan while he was talking, right. uh, grabbed his hat, and now there's a whole Twitter account called DT's Hat that's really? trolling him. Did you see that meme where it was like, they captioned him as Arsenal, yeah. the three hat points. three points. <laughs> I don't know who made that, but that is absolutely so excellent. Um, can, I, can I ask you, Jim, what was it like being at the game when Jacker went off? What was the reaction of the oh, Palace fans? We, do you know what? I didn't notice, you didn't notice it until he did this. Right. Like, honestly, I didn't even notice the booing. Again, maybe it's because of the Emirates. Even when they're booing, you don't really sort of notice <laughs> it. It just doesn't carry. It doesn't carry. Maybe it's, it's just a thing. very badly designed but stadium. I, I saw it? him do that, and I thought he was doing, come on, you know, Ging up the fans. I yeah. didn't realise it was him giving them the big right, right, F right, off. Right. And I didn't see him cup his ear either, but it was only on match the day later I saw that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's hilarious. I mean, so funny. Luca, <laughs> Luca would never do that. You know what I mean? Even no. if he got booed well, I think, by the fans. I think, I think most captains of most clubs across the whole of... Europe wouldn't do that. But it's so Arsenal, isn't it? It's just yeah. so... Oh, I love the drama so much. Um, PC Wires, I'll go back to this question, said, is it disappointing that a decent fight back, including probably Luca's best performance, more praise for Luca, has been overshadowed by VAR and the general turmoil at Arsenal? Or is it better for us to go under the radar so that future opponents I'm underestimate yeah. us? Definitely best to go under the radar. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. 100%. Oh, I, just, I'll take the drama. I, I, I love the fact... You know, and that's why having Ian Wright on Match of the Day when he wanted to get in his points about Palace and about Wilf, you know, it was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I just thought Wright he was really good on Match of the <laughs> no, Day. He, he gets a lot great. of stick, but I thought he, he was good because he, he, clearly he's a passionate Arsenal fan and he was he like is. talking about the but drama. He's obviously but a but then he was really like yeah. wanted to make sure Palace got praise and the whole Wilf diving thing. Mm. I thought he played yeah, it no, really think, well. No, I, I much prefer to be under the radar. You know, I think most people would look at the table now and go, Palace of Six, how did that happen? You know, also, there was other that, fans, you know. There was some Arsenal YouTuber, I can't remember which one it was, because there was about 400 of them, who put on his Instagram... <laughs> I can't believe you watch all these. He put, no, I saw on Instagram, it was on oh, Twitter, right. and, oh, and, okay. and it, it was him like, doing fingers to the camera saying, Emery out, you can't be 2-0 up at home to Palace and lose. And I thought, well, hang on a minute, mate, we're not that bad. We're six. Like, yes, yeah. being 2-0 up at home to anyone after 10 minutes and, and, sorry, and drawing is frustrating. Well, you heard saying so, to Palace, come on, mate, yeah, I oh, was, we're good away from home. I was listening to some talk show the other day some sports talk show they're all like going, no disrespect to Palace but we should not it's just like but you know what I'd, I'd much rather fans say that you know I can't believe it's Palace doing this or Palace this or Palace that it's just like you're fine keep on and let's, and let's and let's see where we are at the end of the season and then we can talk about let, it let them do it let them talk yeah um, Russell Levy Hi, Russ. Says, Hi, Russ. given the hysterical reaction to our result at Arsenal over on Arsenal Fan TV my question is quite simple fam or blood <laughs> 
It's a good question, Russell. I don't even a think I can answer that. Question. I don't know. Blood. I'm going to go fam. I'm going to go fam blood. I'm going to go blood. Okay. Blood fam. 100%. The bloods have it. Blood. Uh, <laughs> the, no, the bloods on the, on the left have it. Yeah. <laughs> on the left. The eyes it. on the right. <laughs> um, that would make politics this much is... more interesting, wouldn't it? If it what, 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 you think it's not interesting at the moment? I actually can't keep up. I actually genuinely can't keep up with it. Um, right. Joshua Gold, 96. Oh, hi, Gold. Hi, Joshua. Says, um, where would you be happy to finish by New Year's? And what should be the minimum point position expected by Christmas? Uh, and then I add in Chaz Lucas, who says about, s- about seven wins needed from our remaining 28 <laughs> fixtures. I'm guessing that's to love, get 40 points. Love this. Are love we Chaz. too pessimistic as a fan base to say that we should expect to do that? It's a bit of a weird position to be in, isn't it, for Palace, 10 games in, to be doing this well? Does it make you feel anxious about it or, or confident about it? No, it doesn't make me feel anxious, but I am of the, the church that is seven, seven wins. wins and we're <laughs> safe. And then you just... What I would ideally like is to be safer so much earlier than we usually are yeah. so we have more time just to enjoy the yeah. season. Well, and, and enjoy it traditionally end of good uh, end of form because yeah. we, we get to February, March normally and we, we, yeah. we probably get a striker in January. We start scoring goals and actually that's the the most fun bit of the season for us, isn't yeah. it? Those yeah. last few months. Sort- As you know, what I think is really good about it is that I can't see happening to us that say happened to Southampton, for example. You know, I really can't see that happening to us. What, losing 9-0? Yeah, I, I, I can't see anybody turning us, really, really turning us over. Because mm. I, think, I think we've got enough. With, with, if we can keep Wilf, keep Wilf and keep him fit. Yeah. And well, we went through the whole of last season. I don't think we lost by more than a two-goal margin. Mm. And obviously this season we lost 4-0 at Spurs. Mm. But we, we don't get smashed, mm. do we, under Roy by more than two goals, really. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, us losing 9-0 would be a case of the kids playing or something like that. Yeah. That just wouldn't happen to us. I mean, I think that that was an anomaly just in general for yeah. anyone. Like, you haven't seen it in years. No, it was... I watched it. It was amazing. And I, I just brought in Vardy for Kane in my fantasy team. So oh. I, was del- I didn't captain him. But do you know what? I'll take, I'll take the win. I'll take the points. Um, Chaz Lucas again has got another question. Chaz. He's done well this week. Double Mr. up for him. Again, Chaz. Uh, he says, Is there anyone James McCarthy won't have a scrap with? <laughs> I'm guessing that was the Gwendozy thing. Was he straight in? Oh, uh, he might have been. I yeah. thought it was Ke- it was Tomkins that came oh, yeah, straight I over. It was Tomkins. It? I mean, McCarthy was probably yeah. probably in there enjoying it. Yeah. What are your thoughts on McCarthy while we're on him? Quickly, we haven't seen much of him. Has we haven't really seen much of him yet. Just good on the ball, really. Like, just fits into what what our yeah. midfield do, which is sort of just motor around the pitch and like. All of them pop up in weird areas. Yeah. So like when you were saying earlier about James McArthur sort of like going on to the left and doing a little, it's like, what's he doing there? Yeah. Mm. Uh, You're right. They're good at that. They're good at that. And if you watch defensively, they're really good at being quite fluid. And if someone needs to be out on one side, they'll just go. Mm. It's not like, oh, that's your responsibility. It's like, oh, no. And McCarthy as well is another one of these players bought cheaply. Yep. I mean, reportedly only a million pounds up front. Um, who has something to prove? Out, out injured a long time, fits into that kind of pattern. And also, mold. it's good that because he, he's a mates with MacArthur as well. Yes, you know they're mates, so they've they've been through a lot together. And you know, it'd be it'd be nice for him to get a few more games under his belt. But no, a, again, a good addition to the squad. You know, we, we a, apart from you know a couple of players, well, Wilf mainly. We haven't really got any stars, but it's fine. The the the, the squad ten games in is a good time to talk about it. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It's a good time to talk about it, and we're doing all right. We're six. We're doing all right. We're, we we haven't let a load of goals in. Our home form's been all right. Our away form's been all right. 
We're doing all right. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. <laughs> mid, mid, you know, early season, early, uh, early report from the head. You're doing all right. Carry on. <laughs> Carry on half working term, well, hard. It is half term. It's half, half term report. The, the, the half term report. Keep up the good work. Maybe do a little bit more training. Do a little yeah. bit more communication yeah. every now and again, especially at the back, especially when we when we set got pieces. Our, you know, set pieces. Apart from that, must you're doing do all right. Better. Must must do better, but doing all right. On, but don't don't get complacent. Don't like us on the pod. Don't get complacent. Don't get complacent. You could be out at any moment. You could be out at any moment. I feel like that, that went almost. Are you back okay? In time then. You were tapping into an old school report then. I think. Half, well, I was because my wife's a teacher. You see. Uh, okay. So she's she's you know she's got all that sort of and and and, and I get a report every like three or four months <laughs> and, and have done for about thirty five years. And the latest report is good. Must mm, must, must, must do better. Must, must try harder. And yeah. I've got to you know, do the dusting more than once a month. But you had an okay time in Croatia. <laughs> I told you the whole truth. <laughs> that was fine. That's fine. That was uh, Let's uh, last few questions before we preview uh, what's going to be a tricky game against Leicester actually at the weekend. Um, ben Allen ben. says, "What do the panel make of Palace selling a portion of the uh, AWB transfer fee back to an Australian bank? Sorry, to an Australian bank. Do you think this, this will be reflected in the January transfer window, or will it have something to do with exciting academy stadium news to be announced soon? I would say that is a question for Kevin's new podcast. Possibly, yeah, I don't even know which what he's he does with." About. Kieran Maguire, the price of football, where they delve into these kind of things. Because I don't know I anything didn't about understand this. Anything. I don't know anything no. about this. I don't know. So uh, should we should we use that as a chance to promote Kevin's yes. new podcast? Throw Kevin, that over to them. Kevin I'm Day. sure that will come up to them at some point. Because I think this is something that other clubs have done as well. So Kevin's got a new podcast with Kieran Maguire. It's called The Price of Football. It's out now. Check it out. They can answer that. Not a question for us. Ask the clever people, not the stupid people <laughs> currently yeah. sitting in this room. <laughs> Uh, very harsh from James um, <laughs> let's move on final question then from Clarence Gunther who Hi, says Clarence. hey Clarence who says uh, do the panel think Roy will play the so-called more creative players Camaras and Mayer although he spelt it like John Mayer um, <laughs> after this run of more difficult games patron subscriber hashtag free the pod thank you for being a patron subscriber Clarence we get this a lot don't we when mm. are the creative players going to come in but when you've got players like James MacArthur who's mm. a solid player still doing creative crosses yeah. it's almost like do you need these other guys we're oh, doing it would be right. nice to see him, though. Yeah, of course it would. I'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> we, we like against the the like Villa and Norwich and that we huffed and puffed, and I think we could have had Maya or Camarasa. A little bit in. more, yeah, bit of magic in there. Yeah, we don't need to be sort of quite as defensively. I think Roy, Roy by default goes for that anyway. We, yeah. we could be playing the dog and duck, and I think he'd go mm. four four two. That's just where he goes. Yeah. Do you think we'll see Camarasa at all? I'd like this? to. I'd, I, you know what? The way we're playing at the moment, and we're eking out results home and away, I don't think we'll do for a while. No, I think I think I think it's going to, have to be an injury or yeah. a he, real drop in form from somebody. But did he take like a little while to like bed Kuwate in last season? I can't remember. I think he did actually. That's a yeah. That's a really good shout back. I think he may have done. Maybe he's mm. just taken a little bit of time just to kind of go. And he did that with Meyer actually. It took a yeah. while to give Meyer any sort like, of proper is, game time. This is the way we play, and and maybe if they're not doing it in training, what exactly what he wants, he's going to wait until. And to be fair to Camarasa, the... or to be fair to Roy, maybe Camarasa did start against Colchester in the cup, and we went out on penalties to a League Two side, yeah. and he was reportedly not very good. So he that would have been a chance. He looked decent on the ball. He looked decent on the ball, but. Not much else. Yeah, not much else. It's like me for my Sunday team. <laughs> um, right, okay. After, thank you very much for your questions. Uh, they're wonderful. Of course, we had some questions from our patrons. And if you want to join Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash FYP podcast. Um, and actually, there's some very exciting patron news about to be announced um, on the patron 
page. Uh, so Fun check stuff. that out. I know we've got to tease these things, haven't you? You've got to, you no, know, make things sound interesting. Also, the WhatsApp Club, which is the five dollars a month tier, Jason Punch tier, is brilliant. We've got about twenty people in there now. Lots of really good chat in there, and some very nice people. So that is worth joining, uh, indeed. Right after the break, we're going to preview Palace's game against Leicester. Welcome back to the five-year plan podcast. Hey, woohoo! Whoa. <laughs> woohoo! Hey. Never had woohoo before. Yippee. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yippee! Yeah. Uh, right. So this is a part, of course, where we preview our next game. It's Leicester at home on what I thought was Saturday. Turns out it's Sunday at two p.m. Every game is on the telly. Have, when was the last time we were on Saturday at three p.m.? Feels like you know what? I'm guessing it is on telly. I'd imagine. Um, it's. I mean, obviously, we spoke earlier. They won nine 0 at Southampton mm. the weekend. They like us. They are that team from the the pack next down in the league who is pushing out and doing really well. I mean, people are talking about. I think they're they, they were are, second, they weren't are, they? They are doing better they're than very well. They're absolutely brilliant. People are talking they're, about them actually challenging for the they're, title. They're yeah, very exciting to watch. With us, it's kind of like what's going to happen. With them, it's like no. I I, yeah. feel, I think they they mean business and they're in for it. What I would say though is the past couple of seasons we've been their bogey team yes. big time, yeah. and they've come off the back of of some decent results and then come to us and we've rolled them over. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if we did something a bit unexpected and a bit special here. My reservation is that um, I was kind of thinking about the first half of the Norwich game um, where they caused us a few problems because they had some quite fluid attacking players that played in the gaps um, between. So like that Cantwell was finding some decent space and then Pukki was picking up some decent space. And I think Leicester are far more proficient at having those players like James Madison, like Tillemans, um, not so much Jamie Vardy, but his his movement will stretch us, that just play between the lines that could really, really hurt us if we're not 100% focused and, and concentrated. And and if we have those lapses in concentration that we had against Arsenal, then I think they'll punish they'll us. They'll punish us, yeah. And, I mean, and the differences between Villa and Norwich, uh, etc., Wolves even, um, they got into these good spaces, but then you kind of thought, I don't know if they're going to finish them. Yeah. Whereas they've got clinical yeah. finishes all over the pitch. Vardy's numbers in terms of goals are incredible. He's like the third or fourth top goal scorer. And he's only played in the Premier League ever. No, maybe not. Uh, there was this a crazy, decade. This decade, that's yeah. right. And he's only played half of it in the Premier League anyway. Totally yeah. love a stat. Um, you love in a stat, my, yeah. um, I think, you know, weirdly enough, Leicester, even though they won the, the the league a couple of seasons ago, they're like the surprise team of the season in a weird yeah. way. They're like, all of a sudden, they're up there in the top three and they don't look out of place at all. Yeah. When they, they, they look, you know, the, the, those games against the... The, the top three where they play each other would be quite exciting. But no, I, I think they're a, they're a ruthless team. I mean, I'm not not just ruthless, because of yeah. the uh, the 9-0 the other day, but I just think they've got... I mean, you know, but even that 9-0, I mean, once, you, once your team gets to 5 or 6-0 and you're playing against 10 men and it's pouring down with rain, you just, you know, you do slightly take your foot off the pedal a little bit. Well, but they reportedly didn't. Reportedly at halftime, someone told them about the record. Evans did. The oh, record really? score for After an away 6-0, game. After 6-0, Evans ran over 6-0. and said... We, if right. we get three more, so that, I think otherwise it would have been five six okay. nil. But I think. But anyway, I I think it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a really tough game because they they're on a high. They're on a high, which maybe that's as you say, Claire. Maybe that's a good time to play them yeah. when they're on a high because we could but, knock them off their pedestal. But yeah. they are they they're going to be one of the better teams we're going to play all season without a doubt. They've got really good 
character in that they're just filled with shit houses. Like <laughs> yeah. Vardy yeah. is such a prick. So is Madison. <laughs> that that guy Stank you. They are they're, they're the a real back. team. You know you they're really yeah, they're really well. They're, they're a, a team, team because they've they've been through massive highs and massive lows yes. within like three years yeah. the highs of winning the lows that horrible accident with yeah. their chairman and they horrible things like that bring clubs mm. together you mm. know and, 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 and I know, would say they have a manager actually who gets a lot of stick but yeah, I think yeah. he's actually a very good manager who is good he has got that he's got the togetherness mm. in that team mm. I think Brendan Rodgers is, is very underrated very good manager I'd love, good I would, manager. if Roy ever goes which I don't hope happens I'd love him at Palace, although I don't think that's going to happen. Um, Saying all that, I think, you know, Leicester, this is not the Leicester Appreciation Society. Obviously, we, obviously we've got to beat them 3-0. Uh, and Ben Tech is going to get his first hatchet. <laughs> oh, I'd love that indeed. Um, well, that's it. That's the end of the pod. Chloe, thanks for coming back on. Thanks so much for having me. I've oh really God, enjoyed it again. Absolute pleasure having you on. And Enders, welcome back. Thank you very much. It's really, really nice to um, be here and nice to see Chloe again and to see yourself, uh, thanks, mate. Uh, James. Good to have you back uh, in the country. Um, <laughs> you so... away for all the seven days. <laughs> Feels like longer. Uh, so that's it. Thank you very much for listening to this week's pod. The post-match pod, of course, which is available at our Patreon, um, will be available after the Leicester game at the weekend. And then the main pod We'll be with you next week. And actually, over the next few weeks on the main pod, up until the end of the year, we've got a lot of really special guests lined up. So um, keep an eye out for those. We've been very lucky. with The Palace supporting sort of wider creative kind of family. A lot of impressive Palace fans, haven't we? Loads of comedian Palace fans. Yeah, loads of comedians. Yeah, Yeah, very lucky. So good names coming up. Um, That's it. Enjoy the rest of your week. And we'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Podcast Network.